0: What up, world? Surpass first point guard and trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen every day. Free on all platforms, Monday through Friday, coming at you every single weekday. So make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same as Locked On Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, we're gonna talk about the Blazers getting thumped at home by the 76ers. A loss that was predictable. But still pretty deflating, frustrating, gross, and maybe even a little depressing, quite frankly. Talk about the frustrations and why I think this loss, the the how was much more depressing than the outcome in the end or frustrating than the outcome in the end. Depressing might be too strong of a word. It was frustrating though, to be, to be, to be certain. And then a little bit of fun to close the show. Uh, Josh Hart asked what he should do on a rainy day. And I got some suggestions for him as a, as a closing in on two decades, living in the Portland's rain, uh, 15 plus years. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to give some advice. Uh, that we'll have some fun to close the show. So stick around for the fun, but let's wade through the muck first. We got to do what we do. Blazers lose fastest recap in the West. Blazers lose 105-95 to the Philadelphia 76ers on Thursday night at the Moda Center, and it was ugly early on. Portland was, scored just 14 points in the first quarter. Was down 26-14. Blazers were six of 22 in the first quarter, 0 of six from three, and had five turnovers, and it got worse from there. Seriously, it got worse from there. They had 14 points in the first quarter, and it got worse from there. Whew. <laughs> they scored just 20 in the second quarter. At one point in the second quarter, they had eight turnovers and seven made field goals. Yuck. Yuck. They found themselves down 57-34 at the break. As a team, they were one of 14 from three in the first half. Damian Lord was one of 10 and 0 of 5. He had four turnovers, nine missed field goals, and had not made a, 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 a three-pointer in the first half. Avery Simons also had four turnovers. One only one Blazer in double figures in the first half. Jeremy Grant had 10. Basically scored in transition, or they did not score. And Portland, of course, it's a, it's, a bad, it's it's the NBA. Everybody makes a run. Uh, Joel Embiid had to leave a little bit earlier than his typical substitution, left like a, earlier in the third quarter than he, he normally would have. Four fouls. Blazers make a little run. Cut a 26-point uh, deficit down to just 12 with a 14-0 run in the third quarter. It's like, oh, maybe this will be a game. Head into the... Uh, uh, Shake Milton hits It's a little jumper at the end of the end of the third. Puts the uh, puts the Sixers up seventy nine sixty five up fourteen in the break. After the Blazers had cut it to to twelve, and it's like you know what? I don't think they're gonna do it, but. Um, <laughs> Bless Kevin Galabro and Michael Holton on the Blazers broadcast because they were extremely positive trying to sell you on maybe being a game. And guess what, y'all? I was gonna watch regardless. You didn't. I was. I had no faith in them coming all the way back. But the Blazers still made it somewhat competitive. Two Amfry Simons free throws with seven minutes. Excuse me, with three minutes and thirty-four seconds left, cut the lead to seven. But after an air ball three from. Jeremy Grant led to a run out by Tyrese Maxey and a missed spinning layup from Yusuf Nurkic led to a two free throws by Milton and transition. He got fouled, and, fouled trying to make a layup in transition, hit two free throws. That lead from seven, quickly back to 11 in under a minute, and the Sixers cruised from there, held on from there is probably a better way to describe it. They win 105-95. Damian Lillard led the Blazers with 25 points and 11 assists, turned the ball over six times with just two in the second half. Uh, Jeremy Grant had 24 and five boards. Nazir Little had 10 points off the bench. I thought he should have played more. Uh, Josh Hart, 8 points on 2 of 6 shooting. Amphrey Simon, six on 16 on 6 of 15 shooting. Uh, he had 5 turnovers, just 1 in the second half. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic finished with 4 points, 11 boards. He was saddled with foul trouble. He picked up f- fouls early in the game. Picked up 2 fouls early in the game. But just had to go to the bench. And believe it or not, Drew Eubanks can't guard Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid finished with 32 points and 9 boards. James Harden, I thought he, I thought James Harden controlled this game. He just played at his speed, which, as he's gotten older, is slower. Uh, 16 points, 14 assists, 10 boards. He also had five turnovers of the ball in his hands a lot, and the Blazers, I thought, played better in the second half on defense. Tobias Harris finished with 11, Tyrese Maxey 15 off the bench, Shake Milton 10, uh, including a, a big jumper at the end of the fourth quarter and a layup to put them back up double digits late in the fourth. Ha <sighs> Here's so I w- I, w- I want to talk about this game a little more in the second segment. Um, I think a couple things here, and and I I don't I don't want to bury the Blazers or do the outrage thing. I'm not really outraged by this game. Like I'm I'm not. I it takes. It is pretty rare for me to get super worked up. If you're a longtime listener, you've, you've probably heard me worked up about the Blazers sometimes when they play like crap. I'll, I'll get a little heated. Um, that's what they did. They played. They played like doo doo in this game. Uh, they, they, the, the first two quarters were were just very, very bad. And you, you know, down 23 and just 34 points in the first half, you're just not going to win. You're just not going to win. It's too much energy to get all the way back. You know, e- even crazy foul trouble against Embiid. Not, it wasn't crazy, but even a foul trouble against Embiid. Even if they've been able to foul them out in the third quarter, it's like. You know, it's just it's just a lot of energy to overcome a, a twenty point deficit against one of the best defenses in the league, and that's the thing. The Sixers are a really, really good defensive team. If you listen to yesterday's show, I said the Blazers had something like a fifteen or twenty percent chance to win this game. I expected them to lose. The Sixers are really good, um, and they've they've kind of figured it out over their last 10, 15 games or so, like the last couple weeks. James Harden looks better. The defense is awesome. The offense, which was really bad in the half court to begin the year, has gotten better over the last little bit. Um, I don't think, like, overall ranking is that good on offense, but, like, they're fourth on defense on the year. They're 11th on offense, actually. I know what they are because I just did a show about this earlier this week. But, like, um, I think they're even better than eleventh. I think they're somewhere in the top five over the last couple weeks. Like, they've been great. They've been great. They're just just playing, like, one of the really good teams. Um, Joel Embiid is, like you know, having the, an, a wild one of those seasons where you only get compared to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Wilt. And then whenever you're on the list with it, it's just like, it's just you, Kareem, and Wilt, you know, you're having a crazy year. J- uh, Joel's having a crazy year, right? He's going to be he'll, he, top five MB, MVP candidate. It's one of the really good teams. It's one of the really good teams. The frustrating part is not that they lost. Um, and I don't want to bury them for the loss. And in the end, a 10-point loss to the Sixers at home doesn't look that bad but the how they lost is frustrating, deflating, and just kind of, it gives me less reason to be like rosy about them going forward. I try to be positive on this show. Like I'm not, I I think um, it's too easy to, to, to kill them. It's like, it's such like a, it's, it's such a hack thing to just be like, this team stinks or whatever. Like that's not what I think. I I think they're kind of I think they're a mediocre team that plays, um, you know, wins wins about half their games, loses about half their games, right? Like I, I um I don't think they're terrible, but this was this game was frustrating. I want to talk about the the reasons for my frustration in in and why you should be frustrated as a fan. Why it's totally reasonable for you to be frustrated as a fan. In the second segment, that's what we'll do. But before we do that, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Look, if you are a hiring manager or someone who owns a small business, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job posts, from your company, and from their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. You can identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs, and then you can connect with them fast, and for free. Plus, they make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find those qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn Jobs, excuse excuse me, at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMBA. One more time for you, LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnMBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right let's talk about the frustrating part of this game because um, again the outcome isn't that big of a deal i don't think losing to the sixers is that big of a deal and i don't even think the blazers played terribly i don't think they played terribly in fact i thought in the second half they really handled the Joel Embiid, James Harden pick and roll well. They shrunk the floor. They brought everybody in basically and said, um, we're going to make that, we're going to trap Harden a little bit and then we're going to shrink the floor behind him and make, make you make a second pass out of that. I thought they did. I thought they they were just like straight up good against one of the Joel Embiid, James Harden pick and rolls, like one of the best two man games in the league. Um, It's right up there among the best. It's it's really good. Joel, Joel Embiid scores more on roles um, than any player in the league. Uh, he's he's great. Like, he's, a gr- he's great. Jo- James Harden is a great passer and always has been. Uh, like, it's great. They're hard to deal with. They're hard to deal with. Um, and I thought the Blazers played it well. I thought in the fourth quarter, they defended it well. I thought maybe even the whole second half, but particularly in the fourth quarter when they were kind of making their run, I thought the defense was pretty good. I thought in the first half they didn't get the worst looks ever. Uh, they, you know, they were, they started O of six from three, six of 22. But like, I didn't, I didn't think they were awful looks. they were one of 14 from three in the first half. I didn't think they were awful looks, but to sit here and say, well, they just missed shots. Make or miss league is just to deny what you saw in front of you. And it's, it's, it is like, if you're listening to the show, I know you're a big Blazers fan um, or you're like, <laughs> A fan of a rival team who's discovered the podcast thanks to the youtube algorithm um so hi Sixers fans uh and thanks youtube but like like if, if you're listening to this show on a friday if you're taking time out of your day listening to the show like you you are you're big into the team right or you're my dad as i always say you really care about the blazers you're my dad hi dad um let's it's it's like it's okay to be. It's right to be frustrated with this team because it's it, it. It's easy to say like, oh, the I didn't think the process was that bad. You know, they just missed shots, and the defense was actually good, and they just missed shots, and all that happened was that they just didn't play well in the first half. But it was beyond that. It's beyond that. It's that they came out and they missed shots, and then they let the missed shots lead to them playing passive, and then lead to them playing stupid. They let the offense, which the, the Sixers are, you know, championship level defense. Awesome on defense. Um, I have a little questions about their half-court offense against really good teams when they get in the playoffs, but awesome on defense. Uh, certainly a, a team that could win the title as good as they are on that end of the floor. You knew it was going to be tough. So what they do? They The Sixers come and take the ball out of Dame's hands, right? Um, teams have been doing this for, by my math, 10 years. And whenever someone not named Dame in the first half had to make a play, they coughed it up and stumbled it over them, stumbled over themselves, and then they got a little frustrated, right? And they got they got a little sped up, and the and the Sixers' physicality took the Blazers to a place they didn't want to be, and that's playing. Reacting to a defense. So they run an off ball action and it's like, oh, it's not there. Okay, we got to swing it up, swing it back up top and look for something else. But that pass to swing it back up top when your first option is denied, they threw little hospital balls, as my old youth soccer coach used to say. It's like a middle school, I don't know if hospital ball is an acceptable term, but something that my middle school soccer coach used to say. Shout out to Keith Cochran. If you're listening, Keith, what up? like just little soft passes, they're gonna get picked off. You gotta put some pace on them. You gotta put some pace on them. They give two pick sixes away, just throwing little little weak passes. Ant threw one, and Dame threw one. They're down big, right? They're down twenty-two to eight. It's like, okay, this is not looking good. <laughs> this, is, this is like, this is this this is troublesome. They have it, you know, eight points in ten minutes or whatever it is. Chauncey Phillips takes a timeout. They run a play. It's like a flex cut on the baseline. It's amazing the teams run flex op- offenses in 2023, and it's amazing teams not coached by Nate McMillan run flex offenses by in 2023. But they do. They run a little flex cut um, to get to get uh, Ants on the weak side um, or Ants on uh, coming up from the baseline to get it on the on the right hand side rather strong side because they have the ball. But so they, he he gets the ball after this flex cut. They run a bunch of action to kind of just free him up and they're gonna run a high pick and roll. But the six the Sixers deny it. They jump on the first action and Ant just throws a pass to Jeremy Grant into the second row. They come out of a timeout, they run a slow developing play, and then Ant airmails one into the second row. You don't gotta pick who to blame on that one. You can blame the coach for running a play that, for dialing up a play that had just like too much stuff. Like just run, run your bread and butter in that situation. Like run something you know you can get a bucket. Not maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little too much, too many bells and whistles on that one. And you can blame Ant because he threw a terrible pass. A terrible pass. Everybody can get blamed on that. And I felt like that was the energy that they matched a, a rough shooting start with. They let, they let. A couple bricks early in the game dictate how hard they were going to play, and then they kind of figured it out and they played a lot better. But it didn't matter because they were down 26. So the frustration is not that um, this team's terrible and they'll never win. I didn't really expect them to win. This was this to to me. I chalked this up as a loss prior to it starting. You know, I, I was like, yeah, this it's a tough game. Probably lose. Um, it, you can go listen to yesterday's show, third segment. I talk, it's like it's the next five games that are really going to sort of uh, determine what what altitude this team's really going to be at, right? Um, it that'll that'll de- it, that'll determine where they where, where the latitude in the standings they're going to be heading into February. It's the next five games that are more important than this one. But to come out in this game and play with the sort of it's not just energy. It's focus. It's like, it's not that they didn't necessarily play hard. I just thought they played sloppy and then they, and then they, their energy didn't match the Sixers' energy. You know, you're under, you, and you know, you're, you're undermanned. Like, this is, this team is better than you. You don't need, like, you don't need, there's nothing, you don't need to get too tricky about this, too cute about this. This team's better than you. How do you beat a team that's better than you? You play like your hair's on fire, right? Like, you just, you just, you make up for maybe this defense is going to really take us out of it. Maybe they're going to be able to get the ball out of Dame's hands. Um, You know, maybe they're going to make us take harder shots than we want. All these things, right? All the things you can prepare for, obviously going against a really good team by just playing just significantly harder than them. Just being much more competitive, being the dogs that this team used to talk, that seems talked about, not used to. They talk, Like some of the language that they use when describing what they want to be, we want to be the team nobody wants to play, we want to be the hardest playing team. In this, In this game specifically, that's what they had to be. And when they were like, oh... They're not quite, you know, they're not they're the team that's having to match the energy of of, of the road team. They're the team that's gonna have to match the energy of the Sixers. They got no chance. No chance. No chance. I don't think this is one of these situations where they didn't play with like the proper respect. I think this was a game where they let a kind of a, a crappy first three and a half minutes dictate how much juice how much juice they were going to play with over the next 21. And what they got was Continue to miss decent looks. The defense wasn't even bad in the first half; it just wasn't very good. It was just like normal, run-of-the-mill, like totally survivable, passable-level defense. Like not truly bad, um, but not. They weren't slowing the Sixers down by any means. They, they they didn't like the Philly was not scoring at will, but they weren't having a whole bunch of a whole bunch of trouble. But like that's the passable-level defense you kind of expect from this roster, right? Like they're they're decent enough to be to be to be decent on defense. But if you let the other team dictate how and what you're going to do on offense you have no chance and also Blazers did they, they they just they just didn't bring the the requisite juice the requisite focus the requisite execution and 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 that sort of we're going to we are going to be the people that dictate the energy the team that dictates the energy they weren't that and they lost and that's the frustrating part if they're going to be like they're going to be underdogs against high level playoff teams for the rest of the year right like they're not going to jump into that tier uh, that ash- echelon and if they come out where they're the team that's saying like okay how hard are they gonna play how how physical are they going to be let's see if we can match that they're gonna lose like this again like again like they might not score 34 and a half but they're just like gonna be in these games where they're like not really competitive at any point in the game they kind of fooled you by getting within seven and um with three minutes left but they were never in this game they were never they were they never threatened in this game They they trailed wire to wire and were not in it, and the front and the frustrating part is that it's like you could tell six minutes into the game that they just didn't. This was like a night they didn't have it. How do you not have it at this stretch? That's the question. It's not like, hey, you know, sometimes it's like this. You know, you just lose your focus because you're a really good team. They are not a good enough team to take nights off mentally, and it felt like they did that tonight. Really did, so if you're frustrated, I I, I I hear you, I see you. I like it's it stinks. It's, what 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 a bummer. Here's the thing: they play more games, five more games at home, and it, like I said on the yesterday show, now or never. Let's flush this for now. Who cares? Thanks for listening to 20 minutes on it. Um, you want to have some fun? You do. Like please listen to the rest of the podcast. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun to close the show. Josh Hart has been tweeting a lot about how much it rains in Portland and dog. I know you moved here last February, and then you probably went back to wherever you live in the off season. And then you came back here in September. You probably didn't know about this. Now you've been here from since from October to October to the middle of January. Yeah. Yes. Joshua. It's wet here. (laughs) It rains. So Josh wants to know what he should do in the rain. I got some suggestions for him to close the show. But before we do that, I want to tell you about built bar, the best tasting protein bar ever, 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 ever. I've been eating protein. I've been eating uh, built bars for, Three years, my personal favorites, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I would order them from uh, Built.com, but now they're available at brick-and-mortar stores. Walmart and Sam's Club carry Built Bars. And if you live in the United States, chances are you live close to a Walmart or a Sam's Club. So go find out if I've been telling you the truth about these delicious bars with, on average, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and just four net carbs. Under four grams of sugar on—excuse me, under five grams of sugar. Just four grams of sugar on average. Go find out if I've been telling you the truth. Go buy a four-pack at Sam's Club. And if you like them, hit up Walmart and buy the 13-pack. Find out. Find out if your boy Mike has been lying to you all these years. Check him out. Built Bars. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond, you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Let's have a little fun to close the show. I try to close, I try to do Friday shows, try to end the week with a little bit of fun. Um, The Blazers didn't deliver much fun, and I wanted to be honest kind of about, like, I don't want to lie to you you as a fan. but I also don't want to like send you into the weekend if you're listening to this whole podcast. Like, this team stinks. I just want let's have a little let's like let's end the week finding some joy with a smile on our face. Courtesy of Josh Hart. Josh Hart on Twitter has been tweeting a lot. Sent out multiple tweets too, by my count, about how much it rains in Portland. Like basically like oh it never it's it never stops raining in here. And then follow up the next day like so what do you do in the rain? Uh, Josh Josh's wife is pregnant. Um, so uh, I cooked up some ideas um that you could do with a a pregnant partner um none of them unfortunately like going to a brewery a classic portland thing to do not really not not money going to the wine going to wine country uh josh hart's a big wine guy has a bunch of wine at home His, his wife can't even can't even partake uh beyond whatever small ounces is considered safe um that's between you and your and your doctor, Josh Hart's wife. Uh, but like, it's um, you know. So instead of offering the sort of classic Portlandy things, I cooked up some real ideas you can do, real deal ideas you can do on a rainy day in Portland. I was also inspired because um, I am a lurker on the uh, Rip City r slash Rip City on Reddit, and there's always like, "Hey, I'm coming to a game. What what should I do?" And people are like, "Go to." Uh, Go to Spirit of 77 and then go to Dr. Jack's. And those things are like, you know, very close to the arena and it's a big city. So this is also can function as the uh, as the like post for real things to do in Portland, Oregon. Have a little fun. Josh Hart, here's what you can do in the rain, Josh. Also, real quick, before we before we get into this, it does worry me that Josh Hart is having a hard time with the weather here and is entering free agency. Okay, enough <laughs> enough on that. Here's some things you could do in the rain. Here's some things you could do in the rain. One, you can go to the Chinese garden downtown and they've got a rain roof with these traditional tiles where you can stand under the roof and hear the rain hit the tiles. It is... Lovely, it's lovely. I think the Chinese Garden is super cool because um, it is in the middle of Old Town. Um, you and you are once you get inside the walls, you really do not feel heavily like you're downtown. Now there is a bigger hotel that has since been built there um, by the good people of Marriott. Bonvoy that now is kind of in your view and it didn't used to be back in the day, but like it really does. And the way the sight lines work, you really don't feel like you're in the center of like downtown of a mid-sized American city. You feel like you're um, somewhere else and you can stand under this cool little roof that's specifically for the rain. Listen to the rain hit the tiles. Chinese garden is number one on my list. Number two is go play bar games. I saw on social media. Uh, here's Here's something you might want to know about me. I follow the Blazers players on social media. So I saw uh I saw Josh Hart posted on his Instagram that him and his wife went bowling. Um, bowling is 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 a money rainy day activity. Um you can uh you can it's it's not super physically taxing. Um it's it's like competitive. So if you have your competitive spirits and it's you know, you can you can probably kill two three hours having having a nice little bowl hang out play some arcade games bowling is a money activity but bar games in general are great bar games in general are great and for me uh you can go play ping pong at pips and bounce down on belmont southeast portland play a little ping pong you can go play shuffleboard at a whole bunch of places Um, there's, there's many that I like, but I I think um, this is, I'm going to give this is for the real heads. I think the sneaky best shuffleboard is at this bar called there be monsters on Morrison. And now I'm going to say a mean thing. I think the bar sucks. The bar kind of sucks, but the shuffleboard is fantastic. Um, they have it. They have the shuffleboard against the wall, which is really annoying to me. But like, it is pristine. That, that uh, shuffleboard used to be there when it was an old bar called House Tavern, and it was like built around the shuffleboard bar. But you know, times change, and hipsters pay more money than uh, shuffleboard freaks. But that that table, um, last time I was there, still pristine condition. There be monsters. It's like Fourteenth and Morrison over by Washing, old Washington High School. You can also play darts, I mean, all over. My two dart spots traditionally have been Rose and Thistle on Broadway and uh, Migration Brewing on Gleason. Great great places to play darts, dedicated little tables. You can hang, um, you, can get some, you can get some decent food at Migration. Uh, you know, Josh can sample a local beer, but you can have bar games, my second activity to do in the rain. Third, soak, have a soak, have a soak, Josh. It's rainy outside, it's cold. Go find yourself a warm pool to soak in. You can do it at Knot Springs if you're fancy. That's in the bottom of that big, ugly The Yard building at the at the uh, head of the east side of the uh, Burnside Bridge, um, Knot Springs. A very comfortable little spa. You can also go to Common Grounds out on uh, near Alberta and Northeast. It might be on the end of Alberta, but right around Alberta and Northeast. Um, not as fancy, but still a great, a great public soaking pool where you can relax. Um, it's pretty much like the rules. Pretty much, you got to be silent in there. Very peaceful, very zen. A great place, a great place to go when it's rainy outside and you need to warm up. Also, Kennedy School, um, not too far away over in Southeast. Also has soaking pools. A great place to relax. All of these places indoors out of the rain warm check them out have a soak josh fourth on my list the original idea i had was to go indoor skydiving there's a place out in Tigard called i fly um where it's like you get in this little chamber and you can go skydiving but then i remember that josh rod's wife is indeed um, um pregnant and that's not a great idea um uh- <laughs> I recently lived with a uh, pregnant person and I probably wouldn't have recommended that she go skydiving with me, even if it was indoors. So I crossed skydiving off the list and I decided, why not go play a little indoor mini golf? Josh is, a big, is an avid golfer, from what I understand, a big time golfer, but you can go play indoor mini golf in a couple different places in Portland, downtown, uh, glowing greens. It's like in the, in Southwest, like true downtown, downtown Portland. Some people call downtown the pearl. That's the pearl. That's different. I'm talking like real deal, Holyfield, downtown Portland, uh, over towards like the courthouse etc etc you can go to glowing greens and then birdie time in southeast Portland uh, both indoor mini golf mini golf a wonderful rainy day activity go check it out Uh, the next rainy day activity I got cooked up is ice skating at Lloyd Center listen um, Lloyd Center might not be long for this world y'all I've read the stories in the Willamette Week the wonderful reporting by the uh, by the weekly paper there but like the skating rink still exists and in fact This is You were listening to Friday, January 20th show. You can skate from 11 a.m. to 7.30 all day long on Friday. And from 5.30 to 7.30 Friday evening at the Lloyd Center. They got a live DJ while you skate. Rocking the rink, baby. Go skate a little bit. Have some fun. That's a rainy day activity for you. Number six, a personal favorite of mine is go to the Portland Art Museum. Um, I'll brag a little bit i'm a member at the portland art museum i got a little extra money thanks to youtube engagement uh and everyone buying all those built bars uh thank you, thanks for buying all those built bars by the way um it's really allowed me to go see fun exhibits at the portland art museum when it is a rainy day and right now at the portland art museum 150 years of japanese landscape portrait sounds like an I'd like legitimately, I'm I'm joke a little bit about the YouTube engagement, but like I, that sounds great. I would love to go to that. Um, it, it's gonna be a rainy weekends, and maybe catch me pushing the stroller through the Portland Art Museum. 150 years of Japanese landscapes at the Portland Art Museum right now. A wonderful rainy day activity. Wonderful. You could kill three four hours in there. No prob. No prob. Uh, uh, another activity if you're not into ice skating. What about roller skating? Um, like both these activities. I think ice skating is. <laughs> For whatever reason, um, you... Less likely to end up on your butt if you are um, car- carrying a child. Roller skating seems like um, it's just there's less place to hide. People go slow on the ice skating rink. You can kind of just like tiptoe along and-, and make it happen. Roller skating, you're kind of just out there on the slick floor. But famously, Damien Lillard used to rent out Oaks Bottom, the, the skate rink at Oaks Park, um, and like take the fam there after Blazer games. I'm sure Josh Hart, while he doesn't make Damien Lillard money, he could probably afford to rent out the rink, have a little private skate, or go with the common folk. And go skate at Oaks Park. That's a wonderful rainy day activity. You don't need to ride the rides, but you can pull up to uh, beautiful Selwood and and get a skate in, have a little fun. And the final rainy day activity you can do is you can pour yourself a warm beverage, something comforting that you've got, um, like a if you're into it, a chai tea that you get. For it. That that you get, um, you know, from one of our many tea purveyors here. Shout out to shout out to my homegirl, Erica at Tea Bar. Uh, you could get a delicious coffee, um, from one of the many, 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 many roasters in town that I won't buzz market because uh, you know, I got I, I got my full, I don't want to offend my variety of people that I am, um, that I purveyors of coffee that I'm that I'm selecting my beans from. Pour yourself up some tea. Pour yourself up some coffee. If you're not if you're not a tea drinker, a coffee drinker, get whatever beverage that brings you comfort. And listen to Locked On Blazers. Make your first listen every day and tell your friends to do the same. That should keep you warm in the rain, Josh. I appreciate you listening. Hope you had a little fun. Do a little Blazer tourism with me. Uh, Portland tourism with me, rather. Come back. Blazers play some more games over the weekend. Uh, we do this every day of the week. So come back for Monday's show. Uh, available on all platforms. YouTube, wherever you got podcasts, tell your friends to do the same thing. Make it your first listen. Make it your second listen. Locked on and locked on game to game NBA. Uh, it is the it is a daily show recapping all of the biggest performances, games, highlights, news you need to know from every game in the league. Brought to you by. Us, the folks that Locked On, each, each individual host, each individual reporter in their local city bringing you the news from inside the arena. It's a great way to catch up on all the action you missed. Available on all platforms, so make it your second listen. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.